Amen. Oh, wonderful to see you all. Amen. 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 We look forward to this many months before we get here. We are really a lot of fun. <laughs> I know. We have fun here. Not everybody knows it, but we are a lot of fun. <laughs> and I just wanted to say uh, two things. When the uh, enemy comes in like a flood, yes. the Spirit of the Lord raises up the standard. standard. Yeah. Amen. 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 And we have authority over yep. sometimes a lot more things than we think we do. That's right. That's right. Amen. And the second thing I wanted to say is that uh, let's see if I can say this without mixing this up. But, uh, good sailors were not made by being on calm seas. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So even though our little boat can go uh, get kind of wavy sometimes. That's a good word. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's all right. Just hold on. We need to focus on Jesus. Yes, everything's. Amen. 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 Take as many to heaven as we can possibly take. Yeah, amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Am I on okay? Okay, praise God. Yeah, that's good. Okay. <clears throat> well, we're really blessed to be here. Have the opportunity to come and Pastor Billings is up here tonight. And, you know, the, the more you come here, the more you're, you're reminded of memories and, and times past and we met Pastor Billy way back in the 90s, way back in the 90s. So we've, we've known them more than, more than 25 years. 96? Yeah, 96, is that was the year? Okay. So praise God, it's, it, it's, uh, it, it's, you know, it's amazing how you make friendships and, and relationships in the body of Christ and they become stronger than your own, your own family relationships because you have so much more in common. You know, even though we have, I, I have brothers, you know, you know they're, uh, they're flesh and blood the same as me out of the same womb, but my brothers and sisters in Christ really have a stronger relationship with many of them than I do with my own brothers. Amen. And so this is, this is, this is where our strength is at is to come together with, uh, like, like, like Paul said, or uh, like uh, happened to them in the, in, in the book of Acts when uh, they were persecuted and they were called up and they said, don't preach in this name anymore. And uh, when they left, they said they went to their own company. They went to their own company. And so we have to stick with our own company. And uh, the company here is a good company. And uh, not everybody, not everybody will line up with a, what we call the good company. But we know that the word of God is true and every bit of it belongs to us today. 
Nothing has passed away. It's all ours today. It belongs to us. And so tonight I have several things on my heart to uh, share. Uh, I'm, go I'm going to share some stuff here first, and then I've got a few pictures I want to show you from some things that we've done this past uh, recently. But I want to share just a little bit here first. I, I want to talk about how God has, has blessed us. You know, sometimes I tell people, I, I, I've, been in, I, I've been in the Christianity, I've been in this thing too, too long to turn back now. You know what I mean? And as I look back and see all of the times that God has blessed us and taken care of us and provided for us and protected us and guided us and directed us. And the more you're in the body of Christ or the more that you're born again, the more you see the faithfulness of God. And so he has blessed us, you know, in, in Ephesians 1, 3, it tells us that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. All spiritual blessings. So we can see from that that the blessings come from the spirit realm. You know, they manifest in, in the earthly realm, but they come from the spiritual realm. And he's blessed us with all blessings so that we can be blessed to be a blessing to others. That's what he told Abraham. He said, I'm going to make you a blessing so you may have you blessed so you can be a blessing to others. And that is God's plan for blessing us is to be a blessing to others. And so as we look at that, all spiritual blessings belong to us. Does it belong to all of us here? Are you born again? Are you saved? Well, then all spiritual blessings belong to you, spirit, soul and body. All three of those areas are covered by the spiritual blessings of God. And so he, he wants us to be blessed. And I've learned that it doesn't make any difference where you grew up or how old you are or what color you are or what side of the tracks you were born on. It doesn't make any difference because in the kingdom of God, all blessings belong to all people. Amen. Amen. And so I'm going to talk about a couple of things today just to uh, kind of just reinforce some things uh, about the blessings of God. Number one, I want to talk about God does not lie. You know, sometimes, you know, in today's world, we have people, uh, certain denominations that are you know, they're ordaining homosexuals into the pulpit. That's not scripture. God does not lie. What God has said, he means, and he means what he says. And so sometimes these things in the world begin to try to rub off on us and try to filtrate into us. And so we have to stand our ground and say that we're going to go by the word of God because God does not lie. So when we talk about God does not lie in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, it says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? See, there's no limit. There's no limit to what God can do. 
because God is filled with mercy and love. There's nothing bad in God. And there's no limit to what God can do. And then God cannot be tempted to lie. Because he won't lie. He can't be tempted to lie because he's not a liar. And you'll not catch God in a lie. You'll never catch God in a lie. Remember the Pharisees, the, the so-called, quote, religious leaders? They went around all the time trying to catch Jesus in some kind of a lie. But they never caught him in a lie. They never could. Then when we also talk about being convinced that God does not lie, we have to look at the fact that God does not change. God does not change. You know, I, I, I believe that God is absolutely committed to his plan for you and I. He's not going to change what he said he's going to do. There's a lot of scriptures about that. First Samuel 15, 29 says, and also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent, for he is not a man that he should repent. Psalms 102, 27 says, but if you remain, but but you remain the same and your years will never end. Psalms 119, 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Yes, yes. Psalms 89, 35 says, Once I have sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. Isaiah 55, 1. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to be void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting sand. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Titus 1.2 says, In hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. And so if we believe the Bible, those things are all true. God cannot lie. So, and he cannot change. So when we think about the blessings of God, God does not lie and he does not change. And there's nothing can change what God has said about his people or what he said in his promises towards us. There's a story in the Bible of two men, Balaam and Balak. I, I got, I got to, no, I'm not pronouncing it right. Balak, Balak. Balaam and Balak. Balaam was a, a, a prophet of God. He talked to God, he got word from God. And uh, Balak was a king. He was a king in another country and I looked up the story of these folks and they believed that the two of them grew up in the same town, that they knew each other uh, way back when they were maybe young, youngsters, children, young adults. But anyhow, Balak, he had, he had a kingdom there and the Israelite people were coming and they were gonna travel through his land but he got worried. He thought that the Israelites, you know, they, they were conquering everything at that time. And he thought, well, they're going to come in and take over my country. 
So he said, I'm going to call on my friend Balaam, and I'm going to have him come, and I'm going to have him curse those Israelite people. He, he's a man of God. He has power. So I'm going to have him come. So he sends one of his servants over to find Balaam. And of course, they talk to Balaam and first he won't go. But eventually he's tempted by money. They offer him enough money. And so he says, I'll go. And of course, we've all heard the story about the donkey that talked, you know. Everybody talks about the story about the donkey that talked. But that's not the real story. The real story is what, hap what happened when he got into the land that belonged to Balak. Because what did he do? He got up on a mountain and he was going to curse the Israelite people. But he said, when I'm out my mouth, only blessing came out. And so Balak says, go up on this second mountain. So he went up on the second mountain. He going up there and he's going to curse the Israelites. Blessing comes out of his mouth. Balak says, go up on the third mountain. Probably thinking third time's a charm, you know. Went up on the third mountain. He opened his mouth and only blessing came out. And, and Balak was really upset with Balaam. And finally, Balaam turned to him. He says, I can't help it. He says, what God has blessed, I cannot reverse. Wow. Ooh, think about that. The blessings of God that he's spoken over his people cannot be reversed. Yes. Oh. Wow. Cannot be reversed. Whatever we find in this word that is a promise to his people cannot be reversed. I don't care who says it. I, I don't care if every demon in hell comes towards us. He cannot, they cannot reverse it. And we have to stand on that. We have to stand on that. Right now our, our whole world is in a turmoil. And the turmoil is part of that Rumors and rumors or rumor and wars and rumors of wars. I believe the return of Jesus is, you know, they've talked about it real soon, but things are beginning to really line up, folks. Things are really beginning to line up. It's been 2000 years since Jesus was on the earth. So we need to be ready. And so these blessings that belong to us, even though things may turn around in the natural Things may turn around in our country as far as uh, economy and all these different things. But we have to stand on the fact that the blessings of God cannot be reversed. Cannot be reversed. So important. So important. They cannot be reversed. He said, behold, I have received commandment to bless and he has blessed and I cannot reverse it. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. See, in Colossians 1.18, it says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. See, we don't we don't live in we, we live in this earthly kingdom, but we're not from this earthly kingdom. We're, we're in a different kingdom. We're in the kingdom of his dear son. And we, we, we have to have a revelation of that. Our father is God. Our father is God. 
Jesus spoke to the Pharisees one time. He says, you're of your father, the devil. But we're, our father is God. We live in a different kingdom. We live under different rules. We live under a different economy. Jesus once told the, the Pharisees, is, you are from beneath and I'm from above. You are of this world and I'm not of this world. So there in John 8, Jesus basically told the religious leaders that they were from hell and that he was from heaven. <laughs> that's basically what he told them. And that, that's pretty plain, isn't it? That's pretty blunt. I don't think Jesus took a course on you know, political correctness. He, 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 just, he just said it like it was, you know. And, and so there's more. Jesus knew where he was from. He was from heaven. But there's more to it than just knowing where we're from. We, we have to know who we are. Who we are and where we're from. You know, when Jesus walked into a situation, Jesus walked in there knowing that he was superior over that situation. Christ in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And when we walk into situations on this earth or where, well, they're all on this earth, but whatever it might be, we walk into a room and there's tension and there's problems and there's things going on. We need to walk in there with a confidence, knowing that we're superior to whatever's happening in that situation. That's what Jesus did. Wherever he went, he was never inferior. He always walked with a confidence. He was always superior to the situation, whether it was lack, whether it was sickness, Whatever it was, he looked at that situation and he knew who he was and he knew where he was from. And you and I need to get that same revelation, get a hold of that, of who we are, what God has given us. He's blessed us, not with just, uh, you know, material things, but he's blessed us with a superiority. He's blessed us with his own spirit living in us. So that we can walk on the earth as he walked. Yeah, Jesus was no mealy mouth, lay down and let him stomp all over him. He stood up for what was right and he spoke the truth because he knew who he was and he knew that he had superiority over the circumstances and the situation. Ooh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, in John 14, 12, it says, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Ooh. You mean we could do that? We could go out and speak what God wants us to speak. We could do what God wants us to do. And he would do the work through us. You know, sometimes it's not as difficult as we think. Amen. It's not as difficult as we think. 
Sometimes we think, well, we got to muster up a bunch of faith. Well, I'm full of faith. <laughs> full of faith. Hallelujah. Everything Jesus said and did was what God wanted him to say and what he wanted him to do. In John 14, 20, it says, at that day, you shall know that I am in the father and you in me and I in you. Oh, <laughs> on that day. I've, I've, I'm wondering, what do you mean in that day? I think that Jesus was talking about the day that they got born again. In that day, you will know that I'm in the father. You are in me and I am in you. Christ in us, the hope of glory. The Apostle Paul talked about it. He, he called it a mystery, a mystery that was not known until Christ came on the scene. And that mystery was hidden to those in the past. But when Christ came, that mystery was revealed, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. So it's not a mystery anymore. A mystery is only something you don't know or understand. It's not a mystery anymore. Christ lives in us. He lives in us. He's in us. In John 14, 10, I love this. Verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me. How many believers we have in here? Oh, we're a believer. The works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than he shall do, than these shall he do, because I go to be with the Father. Think about that verse, folks. Think about that verse. You know, some of these old religious people, you know, they say, well, you know, I'm not worried about the greater works. I'm just trying to do the works of Jesus. Well, then do them. Then do them. Think. Jesus said that. Jesus said that. Is Jesus a liar? Does Jesus change? No, Jesus said, think of the possibilities when we realize that we can do greater works than Jesus did. Jesus was not ashamed to say that we could do greater works than he did. He was not ashamed to say that. <laughs> what are the possibilities? Think about what are the possibilities when we know that we can do the works of Jesus because he goes to be with the Father. Raise the dead. <laughs> Heal the sick. Preach the gospel. Wow. The possibilities that we can do because Jesus lives in us. See, we need to dream big. We need to dream big. We need to get a, 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 what do they call it? A world biblical, uh, what are they, they had some word for that, you know. Uh, what is it? World view. world view or biblical view, yes. Because we live in this world, but we're not of this world. We have authority over this world, and Jesus said, the works that he did, I can do also, and greater works than these you shall do, because I go to be with the Father. Wow. One of the things we learned here recently is that Eileen and I will we'll have, maybe have a chance to show you this later, but we, we, we've learned some things. We, we've seen a lot of people get born again in this, this year. 
Yeah, we've seen quite a few. And see, th those Jesus never got anybody born again. I got to thinking about that last year. What, what are these greater works? Well, how about getting people born again? Jesus never got anybody, anybody born again because he, he wasn't resurrected yet. Hadn't went to the cross. He wasn't resurrected yet. So he couldn't do that. But we can. Greater works than those can we do. Oh, I love it. I love it. God is so good. Greater works than these we can do. See, we must have this mindset. You know, but yes, we have to walk in humility. We have to walk in love. You know, we have to love people. We can't have a haughty spirit or a proud spirit or that type of thing. It all has to be done in love. And so when we walk into a room, everything should change because of who we are and where we're from. Amen. And of course, then you always have the religious people. Oh, you know, who do you think you are? You can speak to the mountain. Who do you think you are? You can speak to the fig tree. Who do you think you are? You can speak to sickness. Who do you are? Who do you think you are? You can speak to finances. Jesus did it. And he said the works that he did, we can do also. <laughs> the, the religious people, they're just not going to cut it. Amen. Amen. But we, not that we have the, the inside track on anything, but we have received so much knowledge in the, in the word of faith message. We've learned so much, learned so much about the power of God and the miracles of God and the things that he does. And I believe in these last days, I believe God is going to raise up people, every church, people that believe, believe that they can do the works that Jesus did. He's going to raise up those people and we're going to see a great revival. We're going to see a great revival. And, and our, our country needs a great revival. It needs a great revival. And I believe that it's going to come. God has not forgot America. That's for sure. Hallelujah. So we have to have a confidence that surrounds us. Not the confidence of the world, but the confidence of God. And, and see, when we know that, that we are superior to these things, we look down on them. When, we, when, you know, I, I was listening to a man the other day talking about when Jesus talked to the fig tree. And, and you know, <clears throat> he talked about the fig tree and, you know, fig tree can get really large. But and he said something, he says, you know, he said there's as much underneath the ground on a tree as there is above the ground. And. Jesus is going to cast that tree into the ocean. So <laughs> all those roots would have had to come up too. I mean, nothing's impossible for him. Nothing is impossible. See, we'd look at that and say, why, there's a ton of roots and dirt and mud hanging on. How, how are we going to be able to do that? I don't know, but Jesus said you could. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he said you could. So we want to do what he's told us to do. Hallelujah. 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 
You know, regardless of the fact that we're walking on this earth, it doesn't change the fact that we are from a far superior world. We're blessed by God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, I like that, Ephesians 1, 3, he says, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessing. It's already been done. He's done it already. We're not waiting for him. We're not looking for him. We're not hoping for him. We don't even have to have faith for him. They've already been done. It's already been done. God cannot lie. He's spoken blessings for his children and it cannot be reversed. Everything we receive from God originates in the spirit realm. In the spirit realm. Hallelujah. We must know this. If we're, to walk the life that God wants us to walk, we have to know that. That the things don't come from this earth, they come from here. And he, he produces those things and manifests them on the earth for us. The Bible tells us that, that they're holding the earth together. If, if, if God and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, would cease to exist, the earth would just, descend, just fall apart. Everything is his. Everything belongs to him. He has power and authority over every bit of it, and he's given that authority to us to operate on this earth. So we want to walk in the revelation of who we are in Christ. Let's make this confession. Say this after me. I am from above. I am from above. I am not of this world. I am not of this world. I am far superior to anything of this world. I am far superior to anything. Let's say it again. I am I am from above. I am from above. I'm not of this world. I'm not of this world. I am far superior. I am far superior to anything of this world. Amen. And so many times we Hallelujah. We want to look at the we want to look at the positive side of things. J just like the uh, one of the stories that uh, the story about Peter, you know, when he walked on the water. And I, I've heard hundreds of sermons on Peter walking on the water and they all talk about the fact that he sank. Didn't keep his eyes on Jesus. He sank. Let's not worry about him thinking. Let's let, let's talk about him walking. Let's talk about him walking on the water. Why do we always want to talk about the negative side of stuff? Talk about him walking on the water. Hallelujah. <laughs> All things are possible to him who believes. What are the possibilities? What are the possibilities? Wow. What are the possibilities? I, I want to encourage you to maybe tomorrow or whenever, sit down and write down what dreams, things that God has put into your heart to do. And write down the things that you've thought of and you felt that God wanted you to do, but you thought they were impossible. I can't do that. I'm too old, I'm too young, I don't have enough, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But God has blessed us. God has made us promises and he will fulfill those. Whatever God has said, he will do. Whatever blessing God has given us cannot be reversed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. 
one of the things I'm going to, I'm going to share some other things here that I want to share with you, some things that uh, have been going on with Eileen and I, as far as ministry. Uh, we, we, we just feel like God has put us on an assignment. And uh, about a year and a half ago, I, I, I met a man uh, out of Missouri. He, he's actually a full-time employee of an organization called the Fellowship of Christian Farmers. And they're all over the United States. They're in Canada. They're in many places. And uh, they go to farm shows. Uh, they have the big farm shows, all the equipment and different things for farmers. And uh, they hand out what they call a walking stick. They give them away. And uh, on that walking stick, there's a little bracelet and a little card. And when people come up to get their free walking stick, you just ask them, say, can I explain this little bracelet to you? And it's a salvation. I, I call it a salvation bracelet. And last this this year in January, I went up to Sioux Falls, South Dakota to one of these farm shows. I was up there for two days and uh, I led 11 people to the Lord wow. in two days. Now, there's a lot of people come by there. Hundreds went by there. But, you know, I, I began to see something that. For years, I, Eileen and I have been Bible teachers. We've taught in Bible schools all over the world. And I always thought in my, you know, you know how we think. Well, you know, I'm teaching others and I'm training others. You know, I, I really don't have to win the lost. I, I'm doing my part. Because sometimes we're a little bit fearful of talking to people about the Lord. But I learned through these bracelets that it's really not that difficult. It's not that difficult. We got we got some time left here. I want to I'm going to show you uh, uh, a few pictures from Columbia. We were down in Columbia in uh, February and I'd already been in January. I'd already been up to Sioux Falls. And so we went down to Columbia. These are some friends that we met teaching. At the, we were teaching at the Rama School in Bogota, Columbia, 10 years ago. We, we met these young people. Now they've moved to a town called Yopal, or they went back to that town. And the girl that we knew the best, the one that spoke English, her father has a pretty good sized church there. And so we went down there for two weeks and uh, <laughs> Eliana is her name. She scheduled us for 13 meetings in 14 days. So, 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 so we were busy, but anyhow, she wanted me to, she, she, every meeting we went to, she told me what she wanted taught, what they wanted. You'll see some of that on, this, on these pictures. But we went down there and on Sunday morning, this church is about 300 people. On Sunday morning, she wanted me to teach on evangelism. And I've, I've never done a lot of teaching on that, so I had to get, I had to get a lot of lessons ready before we went, because most of the stuff she asked me to teach on, I, I hadn't taught on. Usually I was teaching on, you know, Bible. I'm kind of a topical teacher, you know, on love, faith, you know, things like this. But she wanted other kinds of things. And you'll see some of it on this video. But anyway, she wanted me to teach on evangelism on Sunday morning. You know, that's that's not the favorite subject of, of most people. 
But this church is about 300 people, her father's church. And so I went down there and taught on evangelism out of the, out of the book of uh, the eighth chapter of Acts, where, where uh, uh, Philip, Philip went down to Samaria in the first chapter, and it says he preached to the whole city, and many, many people received the Lord. So that's mass evangelism. Then in the last part of that chapter, there's where Philip jumps up on the, on, on the cart with the, uh, the eunuch, and he leads him to the Lord, and of course they're baptized. So that's one-on-one -on -one evangelism. So I taught on that and a bunch of other things. And then at the end, I showed this bracelet, which I'll show you folks in a little while. But they took that bracelet and they started making them up and they started going out with them. And I can't remember them all. There, there was, they, they, they went to rehab centers. They went out on the street. Uh, they, they sent me a report of things and hundreds of people received Christ through that bracelet. And, and so I want to show you the video. Uh, I mean, the. I'm sorry, uh, the pictures. So if you want to start with that first one, I'll try to go through them quick. Uh, that's one of the services. I'm not sure that gal there, her name is Dossie. She's a, a good translator. She, the first time she'd ever translated for somebody, she did an outstanding job. She really did a good job. Next picture, please. And uh, that's the youth night. Uh, they had to speak to the youth one night and we gave a, a, a teaching on evangelism and <clears throat> asked them about how many would be interested in going out on the streets and begin to witness. And all of these young people came up and uh, answered that call. Uh, next picture, please. Uh, that was one afternoon we went down. Uh, that couple is from Venezuela. If you know anything about Venezuela, it, it's, uh, it's the closest thing to hell right now. It's a, the country has just fallen apart because of the communist rule. So a lot of Venezuelans coming into Colombia now. And of course, they speak Spanish, so that works good. These folks have a little kind of like a smoothie shop and uh, really neat people. We couldn't talk with them, but we went down to their shop one afternoon. And they, they gave us lots of good smoothies. Okay, next one, please. Uh, oh, this was a church, a couple of churches that we went to on Sunday. Uh, we traveled out a couple hours with Eliana, and uh, I ministered in the first church. Uh, you want to give the next picture, please? We prayed for the people. There's Eliana, the one that's right on my right with the dark hair facing the camera. And uh, we prayed for people. It's kind of interesting. <clears throat> Even though we try, to, we try to direct people to believe for themselves and, and pray for one another, but for some reason, when you go to these foreign countries, they, they want the minister to pray for everybody. And so lots of times, some of the services we went to, they'd sing for an hour, they want you to preach for an hour, and then you pray for people for an hour. So many of the services are like three hours long. Now this one wasn't, because we had another one after that, but the next picture, please. And that's a picture of the church. It was just a small church out in a rural town. Uh, next picture, please. Uh, this was the second church we went to that day. Uh, you can see the church is outside underneath that roof and Eileen ministered at this church and uh, we, had, we had a good time there. Uh, next picture, please. 
And here Eileen and Eliana, they're praying for some people there. I was just kind of helping them in, in this service. Uh, next picture, please. And there, <laughs> there's your local Walmart. <laughs> we were having lunch after the service. I couldn't resist taking the picture. But this guy's got all these bags of stuff on the top of this pickup. And he's driving around and you just, if you want something, you just flag him down and he stops. And I don't know how he could get anything off there without the whole thing coming off. But anyhow, they make it work. Uh, next picture, please. And uh, that's Eliana. She's uh, translating for me at one of the services. Uh, next picture, please. And <laughs> that, that's a Chicago dog. How many been to Chicago went through the airport in Chicago? Nobody. Yeah, they have what they call the Chicago dog. It's a big hot dog with peppers on it and all kinds of stuff. And so I was telling them about it down there and they said, oh, we have that here. We'll make them for you some night. So we stayed in Eliane and Lewis' house. We stayed with them while we were there. And uh, that, they had a big hot dog with hot sauce. And then they put a full layer of jalapeno peppers across the top. And then those are little, uh, those shoestring potatoes you get out of a can, you know, the dried ones. That's what's on top there. So, so I ate it up. So <laughs> next picture, please. Uh, oh, here's a good one. On a Wednesday night, they took me to another church and uh, the pastor wanted me to minister on serving in the church. And so I did a, <clears throat> a message on serving, gave a call for those that wanted to begin to serve in the church and all these people came forward. And uh, next picture, please. Uh, yeah, they, I had to pray for all of them. <laughs> next picture, please. And there afterwards, we went out to eat and the pastor is way down there on the end. His wife is on the right and his daughter's on the left. Uh, and uh, there's Eliana, her husband, Louis, on this side. But anyhow, the pastor told me through the translator, he said, when all those people were standing up there, he said, I ran up there with my camera and he says, I took a picture of them. He said, I'm going to start calling them tomorrow. <laughs> Next picture, please. And that was a couple, I'm not sure what the deal was. Uh, sometimes the Lord will call me, just have me go down and pray for people in the audience. And I went and prayed for them. And Eliana said that they'd just been coming there a couple of weeks and she thought they were hurt or wounded or something. I'm not sure what was going on, but the Lord led me there to pray for them. Next picture. Uh, and this was something I've never done before. Uh, he wanted me to talk to his staff. Now, some of these are paid. Most of them are volunteers. And uh, I, I said, what do you want me to talk about? And he said, I don't want you to talk about anything. He said, I want them to ask you questions. I said, questions? What kind of? He said, just questions about different things about ministry. And they asked me things like, what, what, do you, what do you do when homosexuals come to the church? Uh, what, what do you do in, in marital problems? What do you do if you have problem people in the church? How do you handle that? You know, just questions that... It had to be the Holy Ghost to do the answers because there's a lot of those things. There's no pat answer to those things. And but anyhow, that that meeting lasted about two hours and uh, it was uh, quite an experience. God was really good. Uh, next question. Uh, next picture, please. Uh, there we went out. That's all of us went out for lunch. Uh, Pastor Omar is on the very left in the back and his wife, Naomi, then Eliana, their daughter, and then her husband. Then myself, and then uh, that's their other son, Omar, 
two and then his wife. They have another daughter, but she was not there that day. Uh, next picture, please. Oh, this was a ladies' meeting. They had a ladies' meeting. Uh, Eileen did that one. And uh, they had a good turnout for that. Did it the last night before we left. And uh, next picture, please. And there, that's the ladies' meeting. Uh, they really decorated up nice. It was right around Valentine's Day, so you can see they had really nice decorations. Next picture, please. And of course, they take a lot of selfies down there. They got everybody wants their picture taken, and so uh, that was mostly uh, the family there. I think. Well, as Paula took the picture, she's a gal we met at Rama years ago too. Next picture, please. Okay, this is. <clears throat> This is up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. What I was telling you about, I went up there. And these are two retired farmers that came by. You can see them, they're holding the walking sticks and I'm sharing the bracelet with them there. <clears throat> and uh, the man on the left received Christ. He's 88 years old. The other man with the beard, he, he, he wouldn't pray the prayer. I asked him, does he want Jesus? No, he didn't want that. So anyhow, we just go with those that, 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 that uh, if somebody doesn't want it, I'm not offended. You know, we just go on. Next picture, please. And this was another opportunity I hadn't shared about. Uh, the FFA, which is a, a group in the, in the schools of young people who want to be farmer or in the farm industry, they have state conventions. Or this was in Brookings, South Dakota at the university. Hundreds of... Uh, young teenagers come and this man that we met in Missouri, he sets up this whole booth and everything. We just go and help him. Now here we didn't give away the walking sticks. They had hot pads and different things more for, for uh, teenagers and things like this. And uh, we had the opportunity to talk to these children as they come by and they, they come up to the booth. What, what, what do you got here? Because they go around and get information and all kinds of gifts from the booth. So they come up and so we, we got to share with them. Next picture, please. Uh, there, that was one of the girls from the university. She was, uh, I think, working with the vendors. Uh, next picture, please. And there's another group, uh, some young boys. Uh, next picture, please. There, Eileen was sharing with, with uh, a group there. Uh, and then there's another man off on the right side there. He, he comes and helps a lot, too. And we, we could have used three or four more people. I mean, there's people walking by all the time. Next picture, please. And this is just kind of a little video I was sharing with this, these two girls and this boy. Hallelujah. When we went up to Brookings, Eileen and I prayed with approximately 40 youngsters to receive Christ. Yeah, it's just... And, and I, I just want to encourage people. Uh, there's so many opportunities. Uh, coming down here, we, were, we stayed in a hotel and got up there in the morning. And, you know, the gospel works whether you feel like it or not. You know, lots of times we think we have to be all built up and strong and, ooh, the anointing. Well, the anointing is on the gospel. That, that's where the anointing is, you know. And uh, we were at this restaurant, and, uh, I mean this hotel, and we were down there for breakfast, and we were down there fairly early, and this Hispanic guy come and sat down at the table right next to us there. So Eileen, 
<laughs> she says to me, she says, why, why, don't, why don't you share that bracelet with him? I, I was kind of tired. We'd driven 500 and some miles a day before, and we had another 500 to make that day. And I, I really wasn't interested in doing that. And uh, so, so I told her kind of in a rough voice, I said, I'll think about it. And, and I did. I was sitting there eating, and I got thinking about it. I thought, boy, that's a terrible attitude. And so I started talking to the guy and found out he was from Mexico, been in the States about 40 years, and he was divorced, and he does drywall work. He was traveling to Tennessee to, to go on a job there somewhere. And so I shared the bracelet with him, and he prayed the prayer. Wow. So e even, though, even though I didn't feel like it, it, you know, it, it, the gospel works. Uh, Halloween night, we have a church that we know that's about 100 miles from us. And we, we were sharing the bracelet with the pastor and his wife. Oh, several months ago, they were over in our area and we had lunch with them. And so they called us and they said, we're going to have a hallelujah night, have all these games set up. And they said, uh, we'd like you guys to come over and we'll set a table up for you and you can have your bracelets and you can talk to people. And uh, how many people did we, how many people prayed? 11. 11 people prayed to receive Christ. Plus we prayed for a lot of other people. There were a lot of Christians there. We prayed for other people also. And uh, I prayed for the town policeman. He was there with his girlfriend. Both of them received the Lord. Wow. You know, it, it's, just, it's just amazing. And, and so I, I want to show you this little bracelet of how it works. And I, I want to encourage you, if you're interested in doing any of this or getting some of these, come and see me afterwards and I'll tell you how to, where you can find this on the, on the, on the website. But here's what they had on the, on the little deals. This little card, it's got the different colors and then on the back it's got scriptures for each color. But you have this little bracelet and this was on the, on the walking stick or most of the time I just carry them like this. And we start out like this. Can everybody see the beads? We start out here with the yellow one. The yellow one stands for heaven. And the Bible tells us that the streets in heaven are, filled, are, are paved with gold. And then I ask them, I said, you want to go to heaven, don't you? And of course, I've never had anybody say no. They say, sure, sure. So I said, well, you can go to heaven, but there's one thing that keeps us out of heaven. That's represented by the black one. That's sin. <clears throat> the Bible says the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Sin will keep us out of heaven. But God has made a provision to do away with the sin so that you can go into heaven. And that's represented by the red one, which is the blood of Jesus. The Bible tells us without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. So Jesus went and shed his blood on the cross so you and I could have our sins taken away and we become a new creature. And it enables us to go into heaven then when we die. But after we receive that substitution, the blood of Jesus for our sacrifices, the white one represents holiness. He makes us holy, he makes us pure, he makes us clean. Now we're without sin, we're in the family of God, we can commune with God. And then the green one is, represents new life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So after you've received Christ, you've made holy, you've been made clean, you have a new life. 
then I then here's the thing I ask them. I found out something from from this organization. I don't ask them, would you like to receive Jesus? This is the question I say. Well, I tell them after this, I said, the way that you receive this is you just pray a prayer and ask the Lord to come into your life. And so then when I get to the end, then I ask him, I says, is there any reason you can't pray this prayer right now? Instead of asking them if they want to receive Jesus, I ask them if there's any reason they can't do it. And almost, I've only had just a few people say no, you know, they won't do it. But, you know, there's more, will, the more, there's more that will than won't. And so then we just pray a prayer with them. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Just a very simple, easy prayer. And then we encourage them to get into a church. Uh, this organization has another little pamphlet that we can give the people. And there's a lot of instruction about reading the Bible and different things. And then there's also a, a, a call phone number on there that if they don't know a church in their area, they can call that number and they will connect them with a, or give them a name of a church. And primarily they're, they're connected with the Assemblies of God. And so that's something that Eileen and I have been doing in the last year. And uh, we, we, we've just seen a lot of people come to the Lord. And uh, waitresses and different things uh, everywhere we go. And I'm, I'm just getting now where I'm looking for opportunities because there are so many people out there that are hurting, many people hurting. And so I just want to encourage you that you can do this too. Anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. And the thing that I learned is when you're using these beads, the people are looking at the beads and they're listening to you. And I know in the past when you try to share with somebody, you're looking at them eye to eyeball. And pretty soon they start looking off this way. They're looking, you know, they get intimidated. They get nervous. But with this, they don't. And, and there's many tools out there very similar to this. And so I just want to encourage each one of you, find a tool like this that works good for you. Carry it with you all the time. And God will make opportunities to bring people to the Lord. We want to fill up as full as we can get the kingdom of God before Jesus returns. Amen. And the Bible says he who wins souls is wise. He who wins souls is wise. And I myself, I, I wish I'd have started this 20 years ago. But we're going to really try to make up for lost time. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for your word and for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your promises, all the spiritual blessings that you have promised us. And so, Father, we just thank you for those blessings. And Lord, we'll take those blessings. We'll take them and we'll use them for your kingdom. We'll walk on this earth in the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll walk into situations superior to the things of the world. And we'll take these things that we've learned and the things that we know and we'll share them with other people and we'll see the kingdom of darkness made less and less and less every day because people are coming into the kingdom. Thank you, Father. Thank you for salvation. Thank you that we're saved. And Lord, we just give you all the glory, every bit of the praise in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Pastor.